Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips, brought to you by the Hunt Lift Deep Podcast. I'm Carter, joined once again by Luke. What's going on, man? Dude, that's some crazy inflection. You're you're fired up today. Fired up, dude. Happy Monday. Yeah, man. Ready Record to we're waiting to the last minute as per usual to get this Tuesday tips recorded. Yeah, uh, we, up, Cole. Knock it out, dude. Yeah, he's gonna quick turnaround time on this one. This one's coming live. This time of year, I think it's great. You know, we all got hunts coming up. I've got one coming up real soon, uh, antelope muzzleloader hunt. And Carter, you've got whitetail and a bunch of other stuff creeping. And then we got all of our Western stuff. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the mental side of preparation. What are you doing to get your mindset right, to get your head right? And what are you doing? Because just like anything else, your mind is just like, you know, a muscle. You got to exercise it. You got to prepare it. You got to harden it. You got to get it ready to rock. So and hunting, I think, is not to be cliche, but I think it's probably more mental than it is physical in a lot of ways, uh, especially, you know, when you start talking about all the different variables and everything that can get thrown at you. So why don't you kick it off for us there, Carter? I think it definitely goes hand in hand with, you know, the physical prep of side of things. And it should. And if it doesn't, that's something you should evaluate. But like <clears throat> we set these physical goals like you and I are getting squared away for our elk hunt in uh, November. I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm down like 12 pounds and you are too. Uh, just want to be a little faster and a little more. I want to move a little better probably. You know, the difference between me and you is we both lost 12 pounds, but I have significantly more to go <laughs> than you do. <laughs> I'm not here to throw out <laughs> throw yourself under the bus, man. I wasn't going to do that, but. Uh, we set goals for ourselves physically and we need to do the same like mentally, like that's, that's a, a win, not just a physical goal, but I think they very much go hand in hand and we can't just set physical goals and focus on that. But you know, the, the wins are a huge mental win too. And that kind of ties in with what I want to talk about tonight, which is like, and this again, ties in with, you know, our, uh, failure in the field that we talked about not too long ago that listeners will remember but you know the the spiraling that you and I talked about when we had that brutal uh mule deer hunt out in Wyoming the spiraling that can happen when shit does not go as planned and you know what more often than not shit does not go as planned uh I've realized especially on like destination hunts when you're traveling and there's gear involved and logistics and you know flights and weather and you know, I, last year I, I missed a flight. I've had bags not show up. I have wounded animals. I have gotten lost. Like being able to wrap your head around a situation when things are not going well and like genuinely not going well, not like, oh man, I like, I'm tired. Right. But like, oh yeah, this could be a potential issue. Being able to wrap your head around a situation like that is really important. And, you know, I think the number one tip for combating that is unfortunately going through those situations. And maybe that's just how I learned, but, um, and then doing a internal debrief or like an audible debrief with somebody afterwards, like you and I have done that a couple of times, um, or being with the right people, uh, in camp who can pull you out of that situation. Um, after I wounded that mule deer in Wyoming, I was real down on myself, man. And that can taint the, taint the flavor of camp a little bit. Uh, and you don't want to be that guy. So it's, it's good to have friends who can like call you out on it and be like, dude, Hey, you know, stand up, brush yourself off. We still got two days left to hunt or whatever, uh, and move forward. 
Yeah, I think on the front end, you know, it really comes down to putting the work in and your preparation for, you know, I think I beat myself up the most when it's something that I overlooked or I failed to like do. Like if I do everything that I know that I should and can do and I've done my diligence and then shit goes south, then it's like, okay, like, yeah, maybe I made a mistake, but I made it with the best of intentions or I made it with the best you know, information I had at the time or whatever else. Like that's all you can do. But when it's just from like laziness or complacency or whatever, that's when it like really crushes me. And like most of my recent mistakes uh, definitely came down to a lot of just complacency or just rushing and, and doing too much at once. And so I think that like the front end prep is so important to make sure you're you're checking your gear, you're checking your equipment, you know what you're, you're doing, you're checking, you're doing your map reconnaissance of where you're going to be hunting, you've done your e-scouting, you've got redundancy built into your systems and your plans, so you know how, you know, what you're going to do, you've got plan A, B, and C for, you know, based on, you know, whatever the situation may be, weather, all this other thing, all these other, you know, factors, and if you do that, and you actually take this as seriously as it should, that's part of it, right? That's, that's knowing you're going in there with some confidence and you're going in there with that. The confidence is built, built through your preparation and the repetitive action of doing the things that you know that you need to be doing, which then reinforces everything within your own mind. And that's how you kind of build that. And it's also putting yourself in uncomfortable situations on the front end, right? Like if all you do is train is just go to the gym and then you knock out your, you know, your bro splits and you might do a little bit of like 20 minutes on the elliptical and you call that good. And you haven't done a workout that like gives you some fucking dread in your stomach. When you stare at that, that next ridge line, it's probably going to be a little bit easier to talk you off the, talk yourself off the mountain. And like, it happens. That's, I mean, I talk about it all the time, but with the expectation management as guys come into some of these Western hunts, especially their first ones with like, I'm going to do a 10 day hunt. I'm going to do a five day hunt. And it's like, and you should do a weekend scouting trip and test it first, right? And put yourself in some of these situations so you, when things go bad, you know you can get through them. Like I'll, I'll use an example of one of my you know good buddies, and I, I won't name him in this one, but the guy's a stud, right? He's been there. He's done a lot of stuff, uh, former Army guy. But like we were up on a doing a scouting trip a couple years ago for elk. And out of nowhere, like it was beautiful, but just like what can happen in the high country is some crazy storm came through. And we're just getting pelted with cold rain and hail and the wind is whipping. And like, I immediately, like, I've got my, you know, my little tarp that I take, I still an island tarp. I throw that thing up. We rig up a little makeshift shelter. We got hail coming down and we're like wolfing down some, a little bit of hot chow and coffee. Cause it just kind of raises the spirits. And when you're sitting there cold and we're talking and he's like, man, like this was, this was a huge confidence boost for me. Cause if I'd been up here by myself, I would have just gone back to the truck and left. Versus knowing that I know I can do this, right? And like for me, it was like, no, like I've done stuff like that my entire life. And so I didn't even think about that as being like a moment. But for somebody who maybe doesn't experience that, that can be the difference, right? And so if you put yourself in those similar situations, and if you're like, oh, I've never been out west, well, if you're even if you're out east, have you done some backpacking? Have you lived out of a bag? Have you done these different things? So I think there's a lot of mental stuff you can do on the front end to really prep, just like you're saying, so you can help avoid some of those spirals. Because I mean, I, mean, I was that hunt you're talking about. I was right there next to you, right? I wounded a, I missed a nice mule deer and wounded an antelope, like disaster. And it was through my sheer, like fucking incompetence. So <laughs> from not taking care of my equipment with my rifle. And so that was like the thing that really tore me up and still, I still think about it. Yeah. And I would imagine this is going to be a factor <laughs> for the rest of our lives. As long as we know each other, uh, with this hobby, this lifestyle that we've chosen to pursue like this, it's just part of it, but knowing 
having the confidence to know you can <clears throat> talk yourself out of a situation like that, but talk yourself off the ledge a little bit, uh, reassess, reevaluate, and then, uh, figure out like, okay, this is how we're going to handle this and then move forward that way. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think, uh, you know, the other piece of this is like the visualization of going through some of these scenarios in your head on the front end. And I think when you've thought about them and you thought about how you'd react and what you're going to do, even if you don't actually physically do it, I know that within myself, it's a big difference. Like if I have to go do something or like want to go, like I rehearse a speech or, or not, or like a seminar or something I'm going to do with a team, like I'll go through it and I'll think about it and I'll visualize it and I'll run through it. And I might not say it out loud. I might not write it down, but I've done these process. I do it with my shot process, right? What's this scenario? Okay. Like, how am I going to move if this happens? You know, I'll do it when I'm walking. Um, and I used to do it in the army a lot with like, especially on like deployments. It's like, you know, how do you, how am I going to react as a, as a company commander or a platoon leader or whatever in this situation, like running through these visualization courses, like it, you've been there before, at least somewhat within your own mind. And so that like getting, you're kind of getting like left of the bang. So when it does happen, you can now respond and it's not the first time you're seeing it where you're just getting absolutely overloaded with, you know, whatever. So I think that's a big piece as well. Yeah, man. Totally agree. What else you thinking? Got visualization, got preparation, and then, you know, doing hard shit. I mean, I think that kind of sums it up. This one's, you know, fairly quick, but I, I think that that's it, is putting yourself in those positions on the front end and just knowing, like, focusing on the things you can control is huge because there's so many variables and it's so easy to beat yourself up and so easy to get frustrated, right? You go and, like, especially if you're public land hunting in areas where there's a lot of people and, like, you've got this great plan and you roll up and then there's people there and then, like, you move into somewhere else. And, there's pe- and then you start to think there's there's no animals in these hills, no animals in these woods, and then you just start getting negative and then your headspace starts rolling and rolling and rolling. That happened to me on my first ever Western hunt. And uh, I was hunting – well, no, it wasn't my first. But anyway, it was my first antelope uh, hunt. It was my first successful Western hunt. And I – I was actually like moping my way back to the truck because um, I was just down and out because I was like, there's not any more animals left in here because there's so many hunters in this unit. They just blew them all out. And, you know, sure enough, there were a ton of hunters and they pushed a nice little antelope doe right to me and I was able to drop her. So like, you just never know. You never know what's over the next ridge. You never know. You're never out of it. It's hunting. It can change on a dime. And there's, unless you're just in some crazy like area like, there's always animals, you know, like you think they're blown out, but just go to the shittier terrain. Like they're, they're somewhere, they're going to be somewhere. They don't just, that's something too, is we think that like animals just get blown out of areas and like they run like 30 miles and it's just not the case, right? They, their home ranges aren't that big. And so they're just, they're down in some thick, nasty shit waiting for all the, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry to get out of the fucking woods. And then they're going to go back to their normal patterns. And that's what they all do. So we, we tend to over exaggerate the fact that there's no animals in this area. There's no animals wherever too many hunters and that we can't get anything done. And it's just not the case. Yeah. Don't take yourself out of the game, man. And stick to your plan. Like if you've visualized and prepped and done everything you can, like you said, like control the things you control. Once you get there, you, you have a game plan. Hopefully you've identified whatever you need to identify the, the terrain that you're looking for, the, the water sources, the, the feed, the whatever, right. You've identified if thermals are a factor, trust your plan and, and, and rock with it. Right. Give yourself a little bit of grace there. Don't, don't go in there and second guess yourself. 
Yeah, it's easy to do that, especially in like smaller pieces of public. So easy. <laughs> I, I when I look back on that the hunt when I was hunting the antelope uh, in Wyoming when I wounded that little doe, I just kept jumping these because the the pockets are smaller, right? It's kind of grid uh, for the unit that I was in, and so I kept jumping these spots and was like, "I'll oh, just cover more ground on my truck. I'll just cover more." Instead of just like committing to a spot, I guarantee you, if I committed to a spot and just saturated it for a day by walking and like putting that 15, 20 miles in and committed, I probably would have put an antelope down, but I just, I got anxious and you get overwhelmed with emotions and you want to cover as much ground as possible instead of just slowing down. Like, okay, I know that there's animals in this area. They didn't all just like disappear. They're not all on private. This is a massive track of public. Like, let's go and figure out where they are. And like, that is, you just, I think some of it's the negativity that surrounds a lot of this is like, you'll, you'll see it like no animals there blown out. It's just not, it's just not true. I mean, I'm sure there's, yes, there's some pieces of land that have been blown out, but like for the most part, there's still something there and we're just, we just get very discouraged and overwhelmed and then bounce around and then it's easy to, to bounce around until you're out of time. Absolutely. Too easy. Too easy. I'm stoked though. We're getting close, man. It's fucking here, man. We're getting close. I already have some friends that have been putting some animals down. Like it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Best time of the year. What's your first hunt? I think I'll be bow hunting. Bow hunting whitetail here uh, with Cole for the first time. He got his bow finally from that he won from math. And uh, yeah, I'd like to help him try and get, get a whitetail here. Honestly, it's too fucking hot for me to bow hunt in Georgia in September. It's not my favorite, but for Cole, I'll do it. Yeah. I hear that. I, w- I would not, I'm, I'm really hoping that we get a sharp temperature change in the next four weeks before my antelope muzzleloader hunt in Colorado. Cause I really don't feel like hunting in 95 degree weather at all. It's a little bit less fun. I'm still going to do it and I'll hunt every day of that tag, but it's definitely uh, not as enjoyable as a good crisp fall morning. Yeah, man. Then we got Wyoming in October. Yeah. I'm actually hunting back-to-back weekends. I got to like, I don't know if I told you that. That shifted, so I'm going to be hunting with Gabe. Then I got to drive back down to pick you fools up and then drive back up. (laughs) The day in between. It'll be good. Things we do for this obsession. That's right. Yeah. That's right, man. I'm excited. I hope everybody else is. This is this is the last week for this round of team applications. If you guys haven't dropped them, I'm going to go ahead and add a few slots to each interview thing, I think, because we've had some no-shows, so we're just going to offset that. So if you guys have not applied yet, drop your application. Uh, you'll be By the time this is rolling live, you'll have a few more opportunities later in the week. Uh, Friday is the last day we're doing interviews, and we probably, we're not going to open this back up until, I don't know, for at least a few months, if not longer. So definitely take advantage of it. This is the time to jump on the team. Tons of hunting opportunities across the nation. We have some kick-ass folks. Our new app is absolutely kick-ass, right? This is for hunters, by hunters. It's everything social media should be uh, with this better group of high-value folks that you're bringing them, bringing that we've brought in uh, to talk everything hunting, fitness, mindset, all the things we talk about here. And it's a kick-ass community. We've we've brought some kick-ass members on the last uh, the last two weeks or so. Yep. Don't drag your feet. If you're thinking about it, pull the trigger. And if you do, don't no show. Don't be that guy or gal. 
Yeah, if you no show, you're kind of exactly the person we were probably going to say no to, anyways. Like, I get it if you got to do a last minute cancellation for whatever crazy reason. A lot of folks that cancel last minute just because they're disorganized. Like, honor your commitments. If you fucking say you're going to be somewhere, be somewhere. Don't just no show. Like, I can tell you right now, probably like how you conduct yourself through the rest of your life just based off that. And you're probably not a good fit here, anyways. At least not until you uh, you figure your shit out. Because I know when I make a commitment, I try to do my best to fucking honor it, but. And at least let them know if I can't. That's right. Communication. Well, that's just me. Anyways, as always, <laughs> we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Carter, you got anything for him? No, man. Appreciate y'all. We'll talk to you next week.